0: Did you know that improper disposal of batteries can spark fires? The disposal of rechargeable batteries in household trash has caused a number of fires on garbage trucks and at trash and recycling centers. These fires cost millions of dollars in physical damage each year and put lives in danger. Batteries do not belong in regular trash or recycling. Learn the proper way to dispose of batteries at gorecycle.org. Brought to you by Fairfax County, Montgomery County, Prince George's County, and Covanta.
1: Hey, what if I told you the most effective workout programs shouldn't be judged on how they make you look on day 100, but how they make you feel on day one. At Body, we know that just getting started in fitness can be overwhelming. We felt it too which is why we created a workout, nutrition, and mindset platform that is designed to support you from the very first day. It's called Body, and it's going to change your whole relationship with fitness. Want to know more? Go to body.com now. That's B-O-D-I.com, and try it free for 14 days. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Jokey. As always, I've got my co-host, Jackson McCurry alongside with me, Jack, man, how we doing?
0: Doing good, man. Uh, you know, we're finally into March. It's starting to warm up a little bit here in Ohio, although the cold is coming back and for a couple days, but you know, the weather's warming up, the rumors are heating up and we're getting closer and closer to free agency and
1: uh, pretty soon the draft as well. We're rolling along here. You, you know why I'm happy about the weather warming up? Why that? The off season yes so, golf season my my league is starting uh probably close to the end of the month and i can't believe that the the winter just kind of flew by um it's been about five months or so since i played uh i'm anxious to get it back out there and and whatnot and it's always nice when springtime comes around because you know that the uh, golf season is right around the corner so i'm excited for that but uh you know we have a lot to talk about on this podcast today because, uh, you know the the thing for the last few weeks uh, has been you know where is uh, JJ Watt going to decide to play next season and today he decided to go to the Arizona Cardinals on a two year deal, uh, for thirty one million dollars. I, I know that was kind of, that kind of came uh, out of the blue I guess because there uh, there was a lot of uh. Speculation that he was going to go to Green Bay or or Buffalo or Cleveland or or, or even Pittsburgh uh, play alongside his brother Uh, but he decided to choose the Arizona Cardinals and when you look at the Arizona's makeup and You know, they have a fantastic young quarterback there and Kyler Murray, you know, they have a, a, a decent defense um, do you feel that this was the the right move for JJ Watt at this point in his career? When you know you would kind of think that it, it's about winning championships right now.
0: Honestly, no, because like that was the perception ever since he was released from uh, Houston was that you know he's going to find a spot where he can compete for a Super Bowl because he you know he spent the, his whole career in. Houston and never even got to the conference championship. And when you looked at all the teams that were being rumored green Bay, who was just in the NFC title game, Buffalo, that was in the AFC title game, Cleveland, who is on their way to where they'll be competing for, you know, conference championships and super bowls. Even Tennessee has been in the hunt the last couple of years, Pittsburgh. I mean, they speak for themselves as well. You know, Arizona was rumored because DeAndre Hopkins said he was going to recruit, but I don't think anybody thought that, you know, J.J. Watt was going to take them seriously as, as a legit pursuit or a le- legit contender for his services. But um, lo and behold, it happened, um, even after the the funny Peloton rumors and scuttlebutt that happened this morning, uh, which just amazes me that, you know, these kind of things still happen um, ever since the LeBron Uh, airplane tracker back in 2014. Like these things seem to happen more and more, but um, you know, Arizona has some pieces on defense. Kyler Murray has shown potential uh, and the pieces that are on offense, but they, if you had to rank all the teams that were in the hunt, I would have put Arizona last just because, you know, despite the talent that they have, they're nowhere close to being Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions, uh, compared to the other teams in the hunt for why.
1: Well, and you look at that division too, right? You have the Rams in that division. Uh obviously you have Arizona, you have Seattle, and um why the fourth team is escaping me uh, at this moment. Uh San Francisco. Thank you, San Francisco. I, I just had a complete brain fart. But um, <laughs> It happens, I guess. But, uh, yeah, you look at those four teams, you know, well, three of those teams are, are, are playoff teams, I think. So, you know, it's not exactly an easy division uh, to get through um, throughout the season. So, you know, it's certainly not going to be easy for Arizona to, uh, you know, it, I, I would imagine they, they can make the playoffs in the NFC, but uh, it's not going to be easy for them to get out of the NFC. Uh, in terms of making it to the Super Bowl or even making it to the NFC Championship game, I, I just, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe the thing uh, about winning championships isn't as important as we all thought it might be. Uh, you know, at this point in his career, maybe he's still a, a couple years uh, away from uh, going ring chasing. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it just uh, leaves the question now for the Browns. You know, where do we go next, right? Because, you still have a, a hole on the other side opposite miles Garrett. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, not having Olivier Vernon next year, uh, potentially depending on if they resign him or not. i there's an obvious need there at the other edge position. Um, where do the Browns go from here after missing out on JJ Watt?
0: I mean, it, you know, anytime a big name like JJ Watt goes out there, you know, and the Browns are involved, like you're, you, you know, for one thing, that, you know, t- the players around the league can see that the Browns are building something, and that's why they're taking them legit as, you know, a potential destination now. And I think you're you're going to see veterans um, that are looking to contend and compete for Super Bowls are going to take the Browns more seriously just because of the direction Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have uh, put this franchise in going forward. Um, when it comes to the edge rusher, obviously, you know, I wouldn't bank on Olivier Vernon just because the Achilles injury is, is going to take time. He's not going to be ready by the time the season starts. Maybe he comes in midway. If he's healthy enough to contribute that the Browns, you know, take a look at him. Um, you look at the free agent options. Carl Lawson is a name. A lot of people are looking at uh, Von Miller's name is still out there. Although, you know, if, you know, people that have paid attention, you know, there's still that criminal investigation that was reported in January that, uh Denver police was looking into uh we never heard anything else about it i would be leery of picking up a guy like von miller despite the hall of fame talent that he has just because that that situation's still uh, unresolved um you also look at other potential options you know jack duffin mentioned romeo ocar okara i can't even spell it say his name right he's from detroit um there's another name out there that's a potential option um, but there, there's options out there. Obviously, the draft is coming as well. So I would expect the Browns to address the edge position opposite Miles Garrett. But I think when we go into free agency, Anthony, I think the focus should be on upgrading the, uh, the safety spot, the cornerback spot, helping upgrade that secondary, because I feel like that's more of a, a, a position where the Browns need to go after in free agency and get some more talent uh, in the back end of the defense.
1: I think the, the draft is probably suited, much better suited for Browns to to get an edge player in. Just because, you know, obviously you saw the amount that J.J. Watt got, right? You know, $15.5 million over those two years. Not sure exactly what the cap hit is going to be uh, for this season. But, um, you know, it, it's certainly a much better, uh, much more viable route financially Uh, for them to to go uh, in the draft. Now, obviously, it's not proven uh, if you were to, you know, put a rookie defensive end out there uh, opposite Miles Garrett. But, you know, you have guys like uh, Adrian Claiborne, uh, you know, probably bringing back Porter Gustin, uh, you know, guys like that who can can help. um, And and obviously Miles as well, but can help mentor uh, a a rookie uh, guy who could be expected to go out there, you know, split reps rotationally, uh, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that the secondary is the, the needs to be the main focus in terms of, um, spending the, the, the assets in terms of, uh, financial dollars and, and the, the calf space, uh, to help that out. Um, linebackers is rather far down that list. I know we're going to talk about that here in a minute, but, um, you know, personally, I would rather take that that fifteen and a half million, uh, roughly, uh, that that would have gone to JJ Watt and maybe sign two players, uh, to, to help out the secondary. And I think you could probably do that, uh, in, in terms of, uh, um, you know, how solid that that player could be for roughly around eight million dollars.
0: Yeah, or I mean, if they're gonna go big game hunting in free agency, like. Marcus Williams, who, you know, New Orleans is reportedly going to try to keep, which I still don't understand how they'd be able to do that when they're so far in the red in terms of salary cap. Um, But that would be like, that's my number one target for the Browns and free agency. Uh, to help solidify the free safety spot, I know a lot of people are, you know, high on Grant Delpit, but I just don't think that's a legit option. You can't legitimately depend on a guy coming off an Achilles injury and a guy that's never taken a snap in the NFL. I know Delpit's talented, but you know Marcus Williams' track record speaks for himself. He's going to be sought after in free agency, but you know the Browns are limited. They have twenty around twenty twenty one million in cap space. Of course, they can restructure some deals and uh, free up some more money, but. Like, but like you, Anthony, if they could get you know two guys, uh, two signings worth that fifteen and a half million that J.J. Watt just signed for to help on defense, you know, at the if they get an edge and a safety or an edge and a corner or a corner and a safety, like there's so many things that they can do with the with the resources they have. Uh, They could also go out in the trade market, but I mean if they can, you know, help get a couple pieces on that defense to where in the defense isn't that far away, I think in terms of talent, they need a couple pieces and I think they can get that this off season, but, um, spending it all on one guy, like a JJ watt might not have been the best direction and they need to focus on, you know, keeping guys that are free agents now and also looking at other options in free agency as well.
1: Yeah. you know, um, you know, with free uh, with agency you know, I, I think because the Browns are in a, a, a unique position to where uh, players actually want to come here now um, and have a chance at, you know, winning a championship, which is still, like, bizarre to, to say and talk about, but, um, you know, some of those players may not require as much money if they want to go to a place uh, to win. Um, uh, you know, it's certainly, uh, there's certainly opportunities there, um, uh, for players who, uh, especially veterans, um, who, who want, maybe have one last chance at winning or, or, you know, maybe have a few years left and they want to go to a place where, uh, you know, they could compete for, for a Super Bowl and, and a Lombardi trophy. And I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get over that, but, uh, you know it I, I would tend to think also um, that this JJ Watt signing probably bodes well for uh, Sheldon Richardson and you know Jack Duffin uh, who's been just pumping out tremendous content uh, for the dogland if you guys have not had a chance to uh, listen or read to uh, the work that Jack Duffin has put in um, you know whether it be the Uh, roster deep dive or uh, looking at contract extensions for for Baker Mayfield and other players or whether it was his article today about Sheldon Richardson of what uh, maybe a potential extension could look like you know Jack I would tend to think that if the Browns would have signed J.J. Watt that Sheldon Richardson could have definitely been on the on the chopping block uh, in terms of salary if they needed to um, add other pieces which you know we believe that they do uh, but now that Watt decided to go to Arizona, I would tend to think that bodes well for Sheldon Richardson being on the Browns, uh, next season.
0: At least for now, I would think, I mean, you know, they still could go out and sign maybe a Yannick Nagaque or another one of these edge rushers out in free that are going to be available in free agency. I wouldn't say like Richardson safe right now. Um, I would think he probably feels a little better right now because I, I do agree if they would have signed JJ Watt Richardson probably would have been out the door. Um, he still could be in the next couple of weeks before free agency starts. And I would hope if the Browns are going to move him, that they do it before free agency so that he has a chance to land a new home, to find a new home for the 2021 season. But, uh, I'm sure he's breathing a little easy, easier at the moment. I'm sure they've had the discussions with his agent, um, talking about what they could do, uh, but like you said, you were talking about Jack, like he he does pump out some great work. He pumped out a great piece today talking about what a potential extension would look like for Sheldon Richardson. I don't know if the Browns would sign him to an extension. Um, it might have to be a little bit lower than what Jack proposed, but uh, Richardson's been a solid player. They could upgrade a D tackle for sure. But, you know, Richardson comes in. He's one of the leaders on defense. He does his job and uh, he, he's a good part, but he's also replaceable at the end of the day
1: well uh on the on the other side of it though um, you kinda almost need a sure thing, right, because you don't know what's gonna happen uh with Larry Ogan Joby at this point and free agency, so you almost need to see what happens on that front before you know you make any kind of move regarding Sheldon Richardson
0: no no, no, we know what's gonna happen. he's not coming back I mean, let's well, just be honest yeah Larry I, I, right. <laughs> I mean, Larry, Larry's a good dude and the fans seem to love him, but he has underachieved Um, ever since his rookie year. He's trended downward. Um, They do have Jordan Elliott who uh, they hope, you know, makes a jump in the second year. But yeah, I mean, you do need a sure thing, but also Richardson's not worth what he's making. Maybe if he takes a pay cut, but then you get to that situation and Jack's talked about it. If you're going to take a pay cut, I mean, that pretty much says, either take what we're offering you or you're going to get cut. So they may keep him just because they do need guys at the position. Um, They may be looking at options in free agency and that, you know, they could find, and they got Andrew Billings coming back too. I mean, we forget, we tend to forget about him a lot. Um, But yeah, I mean, Richardson's going to be there at least for the time being, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But I mean, I would keep him personally, but I can understand if the Browns want to let him go because he's just not worth the money he's making at this point.
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, how, how that shakes out. Uh, I know the, the defensive line, uh, it certainly has the potential to look a, a lot different in, in 2021, um, in the new season. And, you know, we thought, you know, the D line was, was in really good shape, but you know, you lose uh, Larry Oganjoby Probably gonna lose olivier vernon um so you know this defensive front is certainly gonna look um much different uh you know the, it's whether or not Sheldon richardson is gonna be back so you know obviously that the mainstay on that defensive line is miles garrett um and you know when you have a player like that um you know it, it's certainly gonna we're certainly gonna find out to see what the the other three uh, defensive linemen are going to look at uh, look like uh, come uh, you know the end of free agency and, and the draft, uh, and I think uh, both fronts will uh, give us plenty of insight to to of what that's going to look like heading into the new season. Um, speaking of free agents, uh, over the weekend it was Friday, right? Uh, Rashard Higgins uh, was on ESPN Cleveland, and he was you know they were talking about his free agency and. Uh, you know potentially re-sang with the Browns and I- I'm going to paraphrase the quote here because uh, I don't have the exact thing in front of me but you know he pretty much said to uh, on the airwaves uh, hey Andrew Barry you know send over the papers and I'll sign them." Um, you know obviously you know it, it sparked a-, a large discussion on Twitter and you know it's only right that that we discuss it here as well but the uh, Jack, I, I would tend to think that you know re-signing Higgins and, and for me also re-signing Carl Joseph are, are, are two of the more uh, priorities uh, for the Browns this offseason. But I, I really believe that you know re-signing uh, Rashard Higgins is needs to be at, at the top of their list uh, to have to bring him back because the the familiarity that he has with Baker, uh, it, it really seems like he loves playing here. Um, you know, he gets along with everybody, it seems like. And, you know, he when he's on the field, he just makes plays. You know, he's not flashy. You know, he doesn't always live up to the the, the Hollywood name. He just makes plays. He's very solid. And, and just the, the rapport that he has with Baker, I, I think that uh, he certainly has that going for him and, and in his corner as well. Because when a franchise quarterback wants you back, you tend to think that the receiver is going to be back on the Browns.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised that this isn't done already. I mean, we're sitting here almost two weeks uh, up until free agency and Higgins still isn't re-signed. I mean, haven't heard any, you know, chatter about how contract talks are, are going. We heard during the season last year that they were talking about an extension. Um, but yeah, I mean, you t- you said it. Higgins just, I mean, he works and you know, he just makes plays. He's consistent. Uh You know, I don't know what he's at, him and his agent are asking for. I don't know what the Browns are offering, but you have to think that that would be, that's probably the breaking point because it's clear. I think the Browns want Higgins back. Higgins said it on Friday and he said it many times. He wants to be in Cleveland. You know, this is a guy that they drafted him back in 2016. I think he was cut two or three times and he just kept working. Uh, Andrew Hawkins talked about, you know, that rookie season. They said, anytime that, Hawkins would get the wide receivers together. Higgins would be the first one in last one out and Hawkins has respect for him. And when Andrew Hawkins says something about a guy, you tend to take it or the hundred percent true face value because you know, Hawkins is just one of those guys like that, where he doesn't, he doesn't BS about stuff. Um, They need to bring Higgins back. I think there's no doubt about it. I mean, you have Donovan Peoples Jones back there. You have Kaderil Hodge who both have made plays when called upon, but Like the chemistry that Baker and Higgins have had since, you know, Baker stepped in here a couple years ago. It's undeniable. I mean, um, it's a priority that they get this done. I mean, you have Beckham and you have Beckham and Landry, obviously, but their futures are still very much up, up in the air. It's always talked about. Um, you know, as long as Baker Mayfield is here as the Browns quarterback, you have to think Rashard Higgins is going to be here. Um, it's going to be disappointing if they don't get a deal done and Higgins ends up signing somewhere else.
1: Do you feel like that there was any, you know, hidden message because you know, it, it's certainly like silly season, right? You know, when it comes to tweeting and Peloton stuff, like you talked about earlier, um, it's certainly silly season uh, around here. And it's, you know, it's also cryptic uh, tweet season and we'll talk about the joke in a second, but the, um, do you think that there's any kind of hidden message behind uh, what Hagan said on the radio specifically? It sounds like that
0: the Browns haven't made him an offer. Maybe it's not an offer that him and his agent like, but he was just saying like, send the contract and I'll sign it now. If Barry sends him a contract and Higgins doesn't like it, is he still gonna sign it? That's like that's my thing. Like you we we dealt with this a few years back with Terrell Pryor and and even Brashad Perriman, which we'll talk we'll talk about him in a little bit because there's a connection there with the Browns again. But uh, I mean you just have to wonder like, has Higgins and his representation not like the offer that the Browns have made, or has there even been an offer at all? So it's kind of interesting that now it's coming out to the media where there's going to be back and forth. Maybe I don't think Andrew Barry would, you know, talk about it publicly about contract talks. I don't think he seems like that kind of guy, but um, it's very interesting that we're sitting here, you know, two weeks out Higgins isn't signed. You haven't heard anything else about other guys that the Browns reportedly want to keep. Like I know Barry's probably like, he likes to keep things private business, but uh, I mean, we're, we're cutting down to where it's the point where, if these guys aren't signed by say next week that you would have to think like they're going to be gone, but we'll see how it all shakes out.
1: And, you know, I, I mentioned, the uh, cryptic, tri- uh, cryptic tweet season. And, um, you know, we had David Njoku, uh, you know, just before we started recording here, tweet out a couple of emojis, uh, with like writing on paper. And, you know, you, you see that this time of year, you know, it's kind of like signing a, uh, signing a contract. Do you feel that the um, Njoku's in the long-term plans of Andrew Barry and crew, uh, you know, they did spend a lot of money last season on, on Austin Hooper and you know, Harrison Bryant played uh, decently uh, a- as a rookie, but uh, you could definitely tell that Najoku Njoku took uh, a-, a leap, uh, you know, with his blocking, among other things uh, this past season. Do you feel that he's in their long-term plans? Tough to say. I mean, they picked up the fifth
0: year option and, you know, that would be a sign like we we want you here, at least for the immediate future. Um, It's tough to give him a long term deal, I would think, because you have Austin Hooper now and Austin Hooper is one of the highest paid tight ends. Um, I think they like Najoku. I think they like what he brings to the table. Um, You know that, you know, he's got Drew Rosenhaus and Drew Rosenhaus is looking for, you know, the big money deal. Obviously, Najoku's not gonna get it being the second or third tight end for the Browns. Um, I like Njoku's game. Always have. Always thought like he's gonna. You gotta give him time to develop, and he's gonna finally come on and be that playmaker that the Browns saw in him when they drafted him in the first round. Um, but his tweets have been interesting because like he he he's thanked the fans. He's told the fans they loved him. But this is also the guy that asked for a trade, and you know he made comments to Jim Rome last year saying like. Or not last year during the Super Bowl week about um, about you know his role with the team how he thought he'd have, he needed he needed to be in a bigger role um, but I mean when he was called upon he made plays and you would think that would give him more of a role on offense but obviously they have Austin Hooper they like Harrison Bryant and all the other weapons on offense it's hard for Najoku to be that potential breakout star just because there's so many options for Baker Mayfield to get the ball to um, we'll see. I mean, he obviously, he could be here. He could potentially sign an extension or he could also be trade bait. The Browns could flip him to get a playmaker on defense or some kind of draft compensation that they could use to then draft a defensive player or somebody for the future on offense. I mean, it's tough to say with Najoku. I hope he's here, uh, but I mean, that's not our decision. That's Andrew Barry's decision at the end of the day.
1: As, you know, speaking of decisions for Andrew Berry, um, you know, the, obviously with the JJ Watt stuff, the last couple of weeks, you know, these you know rumors start to to fly uh, around here, and uh, I, I think one thing though, you know, when we hear a lot of these things, um, uh, Andrew Barry and crew uh, were were very silent last year, uh, you know, at least uh, in terms of signing people. You Know it, it almost seems like you know they go radio silent, so when you hear things like you know, someone the Browns are interested in so and so, you know, you would tend to think those come that comes from either said player or um, other teams, right? Uh, at, at least that's my take on it. Um, and, and you know, the Browns, uh, over the last couple of days have been. A link to uh, linebacker Levante David from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just won a Super Bowl, and, and also Brashad Perriman, who was with the Browns a couple seasons ago. Um, obviously, you know if you sign David, uh, the the cost on that is certainly going to be uh, up there. And for a linebacker, Jack, I, I just I just don't see it uh, with this front office. Um, you know, with this coaching staff, I just don't see them going out there and and spending. Premier salary cast uh money on a linebacker. I just don't see it.
0: No, I don't see it either. I mean, if you look, you go back and look at how much the Levante Davids projected to make 13.3 million according to Pro Football Focus. They did their free agent predictions and everything. The Browns spent seven point three million on the entire linebacker room last year. BJ Goodson was the highest. I think he made like two point four or two point three million. I mean Jack Devon's talked about it. Joe Woods has talked about it. He wants three starting caliber corners, three starting caliber safeties, along with, you know, who's up front on the defensive line. That leaves room for one linebacker. Now, could I see them saying, hey, we want our one linebacker, and we think it's Levante David, who is 31 years old. He's entering his 11th or 12th year in the league. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Now, what do you say? Uh, Andrew Barry, that's the guy I want. Go get him. Could I see a scenario where they pay him and then just everybody else's draft picks and then they develop the next Levante David behind him? Maybe. That could be a potential scenario. They're also looking at Matt Milano, I guess, who's younger. And I feel like with, you know, Andrew Barry's and Paul DePodesta's blueprint, like that would be the more logical option. But he's also going to command a lot of money. I don't see them putting a lot of money into the linebacking room. Feel like that's a position where they might sign a bj goodson type maybe bring him back maybe bring malcolm smith back and draft another linebacker to go with sione takitaki but i don't see them paying big money for a, a linebacker in free agency and like i put on twitter i'll believe it when it actually happens
1: well how do you feel about the shot because you know when there's that that uh that sheet that that leaked out right uh, it, it talked about the, the, the analytical, you know, like do's and don'ts and, you know, not paying for depth. And, you know, if they go out and sign a receiver, obviously behind Jarvis Landry, behind, uh, Odell Beckham, behind Richard Higgins, if they bring him back, you know, signing a guy like that's going to be for depth. Uh, obviously if it's a playmaker, it, it's a little bit more than that. Uh, you know, maybe it's more so a, a role player, uh, than a depth player, but, uh, do you honestly feel that the, the Browns uh, have a have a need for Brashaun Perriman?
0: The only thing I can think of with that it would be maybe to put pressure on Higgins camp to say, Hey, we sign sign your sign the deal we offered you, or we're gonna go out and pursue this guy. Or if they're gonna sign Perriman, maybe maybe they're going to bring back Higgins and then maybe the trade rumors would really heat up for an Odell Beckham, or maybe they'd cut Jarvis Landry because I mean, that's been discussion too. And we obviously know how hot of a uh, debate that is when it comes to Jarvis Landry and what he brings both on and off the field for the Browns. But if they re-signed Higgins, I don't think they're signing Perriman unless they move an Odell Beckham or a Jarvis Landry, because that's the only way. Perriman brings a lot to the table. Obviously, we talk about his speed. Um, he seemed to have a good rapport with Baker Mayfield in 2018. Down the stretch, uh, seemed to revive Perriman's career, which was definitely on, uh, on the rails after being cut as a first-round pick with Baltimore. Um, but it just doesn't make sense with the current group we have. And if we did sign a Perriman, it obviously means changes would be coming to the wide receiver room because he's because I think Pro Football Focus projected he would make around seven to eight million dollars a year. We already have a lot of money committed to the wide receiver room. So I, I would think if we did sign him and it was for that much, that changes definitely would be coming uh, to the wide receiver room for sure.
1: No, uh, another popular choice, um, you know, as a potential receiver, Nebraska go get is Curtis Samuel. How do you feel about that one?
0: Yeah, again, I just that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh it, unless moves were gonna be uh unless changes were gonna come. Uh Samuel's definitely a solid playmaker. Obviously people in the state of Ohio love him for what he's done at Ohio State and he's had a solid start to his career in Carolina, but I, I don't see that as a legitimate option. I haven't seen any reports that would suggest that um it'd be nice because he is a playmaker. He does have the speed that the Browns need to add offensively, but uh as of right now, it just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I guess when you look at when you look at guys like Rashad Perman and Curtis Samuel, I, I think with this wide receiving core, they need to get faster. There needs to be an injection of speed. I know when you have somebody like Odell Beckham Jr., he he's a deep threat, but he's not gonna, you know, burn by everybody. Um, so I, I think that there needs to be added speed into this wide receiving core and, you know, guys like Rashad Perriman, guys like uh, Curtis Samuel, um, you know, maybe a guy in the draft like Tutu Atwell, um, you know, in the second round uh, can provide that, that kind of speed. Um, you know, I just I just tend to think, Jack, that there's, there needs to be some kind of, of, of speed injected into this wide receiving core uh, to, to allow uh, underneath um you know a lot more room for these guys underneath
0: yeah definitely i think i mean you've seen that as something that kansas city exposed against our defense last year and you know we have big playmakers obviously odell beckham has speed when he comes back hopefully he still has that explosiveness post the acl injury um You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, even Kaderil Hodge has shown flashes of being playmakers in the vertical game. I just think the weakness was exposed when you have a Jarvis Landry and a Rashard Higgins who don't burn you with top-end speed. Um, They've shown that they can make big plays down the field, but, I mean we they need to get a little faster. If we could find a Miko Hardman or a Tyreek Hill type in terms of athleticism, speed, explosive playmaking in the draft, you would hope the Browns would consider it. Um, I think it was Rashad Bateman. Who's a projected first round pick was clocked in around four, um, three. You know, he's been a projected first round pick. He's probably not going to be there at 26. I don't see the Browns moving up, but if they could find an explosive playmaker in the first, second or third round, hopefully Andrew Barry, pulls the trigger just because Beckham and Landry aren't going to probably be here long-term. I mean, obviously the trade rumors never stop with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry is probably going to be moved here in the next couple of seasons. So the Browns need to find their replacements at some point. They have to, you know, continue to build to contend now, but also prepare for the future moving forward.
1: Yeah, you know, there's certainly a a discussion I want to have, you know, in terms of, terms of that exactly you know where do they uh balance uh built winning now and building for the future you know i think I, that's a discussion um that i i certainly want to have uh very soon you know especially with free agency and a draft going up so maybe that uh will be later in the week or, or, or even early next week uh, to have that discussion but um yeah i, I think with this wide receiving core, you know it, there's certainly uh, going to be moving parts in it over the next couple seasons, whether, you know, it's, it's moving Odell, whether it's uh, moving Jarvis Landry, whether it's not bringing back Richard Higgins, um, you know, there's certainly going to be moving parts. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say don't get too comfortable with everybody. Uh, but I, I, I think that at least this season, uh, as long as they resign Higgins I think it's going to be pretty much the same. Um Jack as we get on out of here is there anything else that uh, you want to discuss? No sir. All right. Uh you want to go ahead and wrap it up and go ahead and, and uh talk about everything Jack's has uh JD has done on the website.
0: Without a doubt, I mean uh, for those that haven't gone to the we highly recommend you do so. Jack Duffin has been killing it with tons of content lately. Uh, the off-season deep dive where he broke down every position room. Uh, he's done uh, potential contract extensions for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb, Wyatt Teller, uh, a Jarvis Landry contract extension. Uh, His recent piece was a Sheldon Richardson contract extension. He also has broken down how the salary cap works, how the cap rollover has worked, and and ways that the Browns could create cap space. So uh, tons of work there. Definitely go check it out at thedogland.com. We're also on Twitter at thedogland and on Facebook. Uh, And as for me personally, um, I'm on Twitter at JackMcCurry08.
1: Uh, as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Joki, Jokey. Uh, and as we get on out of here, uh, most importantly, go Browns. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase, everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet?
0: Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning, or
1: Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.